we're ministering the Word of God on, on a midweek service, and we're so excited to gather up together. So if you would, turn in your Bible with me to the book of Matthew, chapter 4. Matthew, chapter 4. And I don't know what we're going to do exactly tonight as far as uh, naming this thing, but I did put down a tentative title called The Distance Going All the Way. The Distance Going All the Way. Let's say it together. The Distance Going All the Way. You know, the Lord is not much interested in, uh, in starters that don't finish. You know, he talks about putting your hand to the plow and not looking back. He talks about going to the other side and not just giving up in the middle of the, the lake. He, he wants us to be finishers, and he wants us to go all the way. I want to read you two scriptures before we go to Matthew. One of them is in Joshua 24, verse 17. Listen to this. It says, For the Lord our God... He is that brought us up and our fathers out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage and which did great signs in our sight and listen and preserved us in all the way wherein we went and, and, uh, and among all the people though, the, through whom we passed. Joshua said he preserved us all the way. In 2 Kings 22 verse 2 it says and he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord and walked in all the way of David his father, and turned not aside to the left hand or the right. I, I know people want to, we all are tempted to, to be able to show God, well, look, here's what we did that was great and big, but the Lord is real interested in just steady, just being steady. You know, because we're no greater than our least moment, so we have to get where where we may, not, we may not be flashy, but we're steady. And he likes that, and he can do a lot with that. Uh, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. That's what he said was a great promotion. Thou shalt be, I'll make you master over many things. Look in, in Matthew chapter 4. Let's look in verse 24. We're going all the way. I, if there was ever a, a, a congregation of people that I believe have said that in their hearts without even knowing what the message was, I'm going all the way. It says in verse 24, And the fame went throughout all Syria, and they brought unto him all sick people, all sick people, how many? All sick people that were taken with divers diseases and torments, and those that were possessed with devils, and those which were lunatic, and those that had the palsy, and he healed them. And the implication there is he healed all of them because uh, they brought unto him all the sick people, and he healed them. Jesus healed them all. Remember that word, all. Slip over to chapter 6. You're right there. Look in verse 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God. And seek and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. And all these things shall be added unto you. And all these things shall be added unto you. Well, he's, uh, he's talking about the, the things the Gentiles seek. Rent money, a motorcycle, a pool in the backyard, uh, you know, a new vase for the front room, new pots and pans, whatever people whatever the Gentiles want. Apparently they do, because all that stuff's for sale in the stores. 
and all these things shall be added unto you. Slip over to chapter 8, verse 16. We're only looking at the scriptures that talk about all in Matthew. I'm telling you, if you do a concordance run, a search on all, all in him is actually what I looked for, all in him, and it just runs and runs. Chapter 8, verse 16 says, And when the even was come, they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils, and he cast out the spirits with his word and healed all who were sick. Don't forget that little word, all. He healed all who were sick. Now, who's our pattern? Who's our example? Who's our demonstration? Jesus. Works that he did, he, we should do, and greater works. Go to verse, chapter 10, verse 1. And when he had called unto him his twelve disciples, he gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. That, that would include muscular dystrophy, COVID-19. What's in all? I looked up the word all, and it means all. <laughs> it means any. It means every. It means the whole, the complete whole. It means whatsoever. It means whosoever. And then here's a word that they threw in. It means thoroughly. Thoroughly, that would be all. Not just most or what they could gather up. It would be all. Slip over to chapter 13, if you would. I'm sorry for the temperature this evening. We, we wish it were different. And uh, chapter 13, verse 41. The Son of Man shall send forth His angels... And they shall gather out of his kingdom all things that offend and them which do iniquity. Now, I, what I want to share tonight is that word all. The Lord says it over and over. And we just did Matthew. Mark's got a hunk of them, Luke, John. Then it just goes to Revelation, all the things that are there. And I want to remind you, you know it well, but that the Bible is not a book that reflects our culture. We, if it was, there wouldn't be any alls in there because we as a culture, we like many, we like maybe even most or quite a bit, but we rarely say all, all. The word is a, an account of the kingdom of heaven. And if there's anything that we could notice in here is that the kingdom of heaven is absolute. Would you say it with me? Absolute. Let's say it better. Absolute. Now, we as people, we don't much care for absolute. There's a high bar for absolute. There's a responsibility and accountability that uh, absolute requires that close enough. My dad always said close enough for government work. You know, that's a famous saying, and it's very unimpressive. Uh, but absolute. So the Lord is so exacting that he puts these words of all in there. And that's exactly how it was, how it is, and how he intends for us to do it. Slip over to Ephesians chapter 3, if you would. Has the Lord ever talked to you about chinking in the gaps or tightening up or uh, uh, 
updating your life or uh, what would you say? Uh, pressing in? Of course he has. That's what he does. If we were like we were 10 years ago, it'd be a pitiful thing, wouldn't it? But in 10 years, we may look back to this day and went, what were we doing? It's just how we grow. But the word has already matured. It's already there. It says in verse 20, And unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above, say it with me, all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Now I want to slip back up to verse 14 because a lot of times we read this verse not having context. In chapter 14 it says, For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his Spirit in the inner man. Let's go on. That Christ might dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all saints, all saints, what is the breadth, length, and depth, and the height. And here it is, verse 19. And to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all, all the fullness of God. Would you say that with me? All the fullness of God. So that's the intention, that's the plan, that's the goal, that's the dream, that's, the, the, uh, that's where we're going, is to be filled with all the fullness of God. And of course, you know you've got to climb every mountain and you can't sin for 40 days and nights and you've got to walk across hot glass. And, or you could just settle down and say, I'm, I'm going to do it God's way. I'm just going to let him love me. I'm just going to let him forgive other people through me. I'm going to be a restorer of the breach. I looked in the Passion, which we've looked at several times in the Passion version of, of verse 20, and I want to, I want, what I want to express tonight is the absolute, that it's not like, I want y'all to do better, or I want y'all to have better, or you've been good, give you an attaboy, but, but you can do better. Listen to this. It says, never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all this. Now, we just read the all this, 14 through 19, the all this, that ye might be filled with the fullness of God. Never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all this. Be filled with the fullness of God. He will achieve infinitely, well, that's a big word, more than your greatest request, your most unbelievable dream, and exceed your wildest imagination. He will outdo them all. He will outdo them all for his miraculous power constantly energizes you. Now, y'all ought to have a, a Sunday school gold star next to this verse because it's you. It's us. When people pray for healing, it's real hard on the kingdom of heaven because he thinks you're already healed. When we pray, Lord, send finances, he, he, he doesn't go, it, it goes crossways with the kingdom because he already thinks that Jesus became poor that you through his poverty might be made rich. That's what he thinks. He wrote it down and said, here's what I think. So we need to get into a different mindset, if you don't mind. Call it an upgrade. Call it an acceleration, a promotion, whatever you want to call it. 
to be filled with the fullness of God and uh, achieve infinitely more than your greatest requests, your most unbelievable dream, and exceed your wildest imagination. This is in the Bible, y'all. He will outdo them all for his miraculous power constantly energizes you. Are you energized this evening? The word says you are. He's constantly energizing you. We may feel like we had a downtime or a, a time that wasn't so great, but he's constantly energizing us. And even we're, when we're on top of it, you know, whoo-hoo, I got it. The Lord came through. It's, it's done. He said we can do better. And he's constantly energizing you. I'm going to read it again because I just like it so much. Never doubt God's power, his mighty power to work in you and accomplish all this. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request. Infinitely more. It doesn't mean just like uh, no matter what you put out there, he will meet that. He said infinitely more than your greatest request. Keep those cards and letters coming, folks. Your most unbelievable dream. You can tell we hadn't been dreaming big enough. We've been dreaming for stuff that could happen in the course of life. We've been dreaming for stuff that if it went this way and it went that way, we can see it ourselves. But here he says he will achieve he, your most unbelievable dream and exceed your wildest imagination. Now, what word would God have to tell you and me? How would he have to mouth that and say that, that you'd be convinced that it's bigger than we thought it was? He just exhausted the big words in the English vocabulary. He just tapped them out. He will outdo them all for his miraculous power constantly energizes you. So I want to talk about how we get there just for a moment. And you know, we're, this, is a, this, is a, this is a ministry that tweaks. We're always tweaking. <laughs> Not everybody likes to be tweaked. But they don't really love the truth then if they don't. But... Uh, the truth, the truth, this is the truth. Do y'all know Jesus is the truth? He says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. So he's the truth. And so one way we can come up higher and we can move out of our station is to be honest. Now, I don't mean you're dishonest. I don't mean to say that I'm dishonest. But honesty has a, a tweak in it as well. Uh, to exaggerate is not honest. You know, the man that came back from the fishing trip and he puts his arms out like this, you know, you, you know what that says. To exaggerate is dishonest, but to minimize is dishonest. So if we minimize all those scriptures in Matthew and say, well, that's nice. We're not really saying all. He healed them all. Can you get a picture? Have you ever got a picture reading that scripture that you saw the lines from way back and Jesus healed them all whatever it took all everybody that says I, I got a boo-boo he said we can take care of that and then he says in Ephesians 3:20, beyond your wildest dreams and imaginations so we have to be honest with that and honesty means you have to believe that if we believe something less, get less by saying, oh, yeah, I get it. I get it real good. God's going to do real good. He's going to do the best he can. But he just went in there and said, I can do better than the best you can and the best that you think I can. So to minimize or to exaggerate the truth 
I would say you'd say it was dishonest. To minimize, well, God couldn't do that. You'd never say it, but you could think it. You wouldn't want to say it in this church. I, I, God can't do that. Because, you know, we'd look you down. We, we'd stare you down. Or you, you'd think we would. But it's been, we've been thinking it. Could I have a better amen? We've been thinking it. We've been thinking on lesser terms. And we do a series every few years called Thinking Big, Believing Big in Small Places, where we talk about getting out of the box. Y'all know in John it says, knowing the truth sets you free. So if we're not free, if we're not free, we don't know the truth. As a matter of fact, dishonesty in the most humble and innocent forms, and that would be it, like, I don't want to bother God with that. And there's a lot of humility in saying, you know, there's so much out there that God needs to take care of. I don't want to put myself in my imagination that I am doing this and I am doing that. There's a humility there, but I would say it could be a false humility because the word says who we are what we can do and what we can have the word says and the word is truth and so if we neg negate any part of the truth even in our imagination even in our plans even in our conversation where we say you know we just can't afford that that's dishonest I may have bit off more than I chew this evening. Look, listen to what Mark eleven twenty three says. Listen to this. Uh, For verily I say to you, that whosoever shall say to this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt, doubt in his heart, but believeth those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. So there's a lot riding in our faith on us believing the word and believing what we say. So you, you, you could say, I, it doesn't matter if I don't think big enough, if I'm not believing big enough, if I'm just close enough to what uh, the word says about healing and prospering and the woman with the issue of blood, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I tell you, most people are yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and, and the reason we're not is because we've just been hammering it for all these years. And so if we don't believe the truth when it doesn't affect us, and if we don't, we're not willing to say words that are truth, but that are seemingly contrary to our experience. Did you hear? We, we would make our words fit our experience, our culture, our mindset. And they wouldn't be overtly contrary, but we just wouldn't want to say, he gives me things that are beyond my imagination. And I'm, bless God, that's what I'm having and that's how it's going to be and it won't be different. So then we come to something that we really want to move, a mountain in our own life. And the word says it's completely contingent about not having doubt in your heart, but believing those things which I say shall come to pass. Well, then I have a separation in my, my faith because I don't always believe what I say that he does exceeding abundantly above what I can ask or think. Who believes that? I know we believe it passively. I know we, we assent to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You only believe what you're willing to do. Nobody believes what they say they believe. They only believe what they're willing to do. So if we don't believe our words about what the word says about us, what we can do and what we can have, or even what the Lord Jesus did, although we come a lot closer to believing that he healed them all. 
But when it comes to us, we don't have that experience. Therefore, we want to label us according to our experience. I hadn't healed anybody in, in weeks, somebody might say. If ever. Then we would be contrary to the word of God. And we don't believe those things which we say shall come to pass. Therefore, we won't have whatsoever we say. So we're, we're talking about upgrading, tweaking our faith. Of, of looking in the word that where it says all, we stop and say, he did it all. And he said, I can do it all. The works I do shall ye do, and greater works shall ye do, because I go to the Father. Now that's a big one to swallow. Would y'all say that's a big one to swallow? The works he does shall ye do, and greater works than these shall he shall you do, because he goes to the, oh yeah, that's, that's a swallow. So you, have, you, ha, you can't just do that from a conversation and say, okay, I believe now. That takes a working out and a working in where you settle some things about yourself that I'm bought with a price and I'm not my own. So uh, turn with me to, let's see if we got a, just a minute. Uh, let's go to John chapter 10. We'd, we'll just spend a minute there and, and see why we don't believe our words, our own words. And it could be that you believe all your words, you're just not willing, I'm not willing to say those words. I lay hands on the sick and they recover. Well, who wants to say that in case there's somebody that didn't recover? I give and it's given to me, good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over, do men give unto me? Hmm, I, I think that and I hope that, but that's not been my always experience. She'll reap 30, 60, and 100 fold. Do, you hate, do, we, do we, are we hesitant to say that because it's not our experience? But is our experience based on what we're unwilling to say? Beyond your wildest imaginations, he said. Greater than your uh, most difficult dreams. He said, that's, that's who you are, that's what you have, and that's what you can do. So we're all going to see if we can take a jump, an upgrade. If we can't go all the way there, we can at least say, I'm open. I'm going to get my heart open to all, the word all. And I'm going to start believing that if he did all and told me that I could do all, I'm going to start saying I can do all. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Oh, that's a big one. But people just, they just blurt it out. Do you all know those people? It's one of their favorite scriptures. And some of them can't, they, they don't know the difference between come on and sick them. They're just like, God. And yet they say that. Well, we have to put, we've got to put a, a believing there. I'm on a quest right now that if I tell somebody, I'll see you soon, I put it on my calendar. I used to say it flippantly. Have you ever said something like that? We, we'll see y'all soon. I'll be by. And I don't say that anymore unless I can put it on my calendar and start loading up. You go, that's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy faith. I believe those things which I say shall come to pass, and I have whatsoever I say. So when he says exceeding abundantly above all you can ask or think, I'm thinking the word is true, and I'm thinking all means all, all for what he did that was written down, and all that he said about me and you that is written down. So we're talking about cleaning out the closet here and narrowing it, you know, Narrow is the way to life. Wide is the way to 
the world, what you're having in the world. In John chapter 10, uh, we'll, just, we'll just graze through this and then we can do something later. We will another, another time. Uh, it says in verse 1, Verily, verily, this is a very, very powerful passage. This is a doctrinal passage that explains many, many things. He that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. Uh, some other way would be a dishonest way. Don't we don't we don't like those people that cut in line? And you're you're in your lane and it's a long lane and you're in there and you're waiting because and here comes somebody and they get in in front of you. You know how that feels. You know what that is. They're dishonest. They cut in line. They didn't wait their turn like we all did. They, they just cut in line. Uh, he said, but climbeth up some other way. So he's talking about an illegal entry here about the sheepfold. Some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. So he's talking about the devil here. He's talking about how he has come and he tries to get into the sheepfold. He, likes, he wants to steal and to be a robber of people that are destined, paid for. Jesus paid for us to go by going to the cross. He paid for us all to be born again. Amen. That is, that's who we are. We are bought with a price. But some people are dissuaded because they hear something else. He goes on and says, but he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him, the porter, the watchman, the, the prayer openeth and the sheep hear his voice and he calleth his own sheep by name and leadeth them out. And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Uh, and a stranger they will not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. So if you ever wonder how come that you and I got born again, we believe God, we're having a great time in the kingdom. It's easy to believe the word, we read the word, we, we, we love the word. How come, what's the difference between you and, and, and Bubba next door to you that doesn't want anything to do with God. What is the difference? Why are you and I born again and they are not and don't want to be and can't see it? It's simply this. They believed the thief. They heard the thief speak. He's illegal. He went over the wall. He didn't come through the door. And he has spoken evil about the kingdom. Not in so many words to say Jesus doesn't exist, but he casts dispersions upon it. And the reason that you got born again, that I got saved, is because I believed the word. I believed Jesus. Nobody got to me first. Now, sometimes, the, you know, people are, they get born again at a later age. But it's difficult for them because they resist the truth. They resist the truth because they listen for they listen to the voice of strangers. A stranger will they not follow, but flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. So we don't listen to the devil. And we don't listen to things contrary to the truth. Not in general things, but beyond your wildest imagination things. Can you believe that? If you can't believe that, then, or if you don't want to believe that, then you would have been some of the people that wouldn't have believed that Jesus is the Savior and get born again. Those same things that we struggle with at this level are what people that are not born again struggle with at the new birth. So we, we say to them, are you an idiot? Can't you see? You're going to hell. You've you, you got to make Jesus the Lord of your life. And we just see it so clearly. 
before you got baptized in the Holy Spirit. If you were anything like me, you, you, you had no use for that stuff. But then on the other side, you go, man, everybody ought to have this. Is that right? Well, what is the difference between that? Well, it's the voice of the stranger. And we have listened to the, not the voice of the devil so much about our, our place, what we can have, what we can do. But we've never committed ourselves to the truth to say, the word says it, that's how it is, and it will not be different. I don't let my feelings, my emotions, my experience, my traditions change what the word of God says. The truth is true, and I am a part of that truth. So when we look at sinners and say, what is wrong with y'all? We could look at ourselves and say, what is wrong with you? Why are you not affording? And why are you saying my, my sickness and my headache and my, all this stuff that we're claiming that's not ours at all? We didn't hear. We did not listen to the voice of the stranger when we got born again. We're not listening to him now. But I'm telling you, he's telling you think little in little places. He's telling all the Christians in, in America, you better run for the hills. COVID is going to take you out. You better quit going to church. You better quit. You better save yourself because it's a really big devil. Well, we are not discounting that there has been a pandemic. We are not discounting uh, vaccine. Not va we are not discounting or we're not taking a stand on that at all. But fear should never have a place in our lives. So whatever you do, do in faith. If you want the vax, get in faith and go get the thing and, and be satisfied inside with your faith. And if you don't want it, just stand your ground. If you, if you have faith to stand your ground, so be it. We're not talking about the actual work. We're talking about being in faith. So the devil, the stranger, is trying to talk to us. And then he's trying to tell you that you work at a job, that there's no way for you to get uh, a, a promotion. Or he'll tell you that your parents have passed away or don't have anything to give you when they leave the earth and you'll get no inheritance therefore and it's that what comes after therefore that paints your life they don't they're gone they're this therefore i will have this and that and it's just dangerous it's the voice of the stranger are y'all with me yes. it's the voice of the stranger and we can't heed and follow that it'll take us down the road and we don't want to go there uh, it says in verse 9 we'll quit here i am the door by me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved. He can't come in through the stranger that went over the door and shall go in and out and find pasture. That word pasture means that the word we feed on, that we feed on the word, not the voice of the stranger. We feed on the word and it feeds us for every provision and need that we have in our life. Nothing can come up on us that the Lord says, I've already put that in you. There's lots of vitamin and and chemical commercials on. If you watch TV at all, they're always touting something that'll make you uh, run through a troop and leap over a wall. <laughs> Lose 40 pounds before you wake up the next morning. Yeah, you know, and uh, whatever, whatever. Now I forgot what I was talking about, but, but you, 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 gotta, you, get, you can't believe everything you hear is where I'm saying. So uh, uh, he said, I have come, in verse 10, I have come that you might have life. The word life there is the word zoe. It means zoe life. It means life as God has it. Now it has to mean that to fit with Ephesians 3.20. Let me read you Ephesians 3.20 again. Able to do exceeding abundantly 
above all that we ask or think. Now that's King Jimmy. That's, that's back there when it was 1611 or whatever it was. They put that in the Bible. They translated that. And you know it was hard on them. Able to do exceeding abundantly above your culture or the, the national average for wages. Or He said what you, what me, what we can ask or think. And the word in some translation is imagine. According to the power that worketh in us. It's not even like I have to go to the holy mountain. It's not even like I have to take communion twice a day and, and, and get in these robes or whatever. It's just according to what's the power in me, the greater one in me. So if I'll access him, I can access the kingdom. If I access my head, where the, where the stranger's going to try to live, he has access to this. If you listen to anybody... It's not that they're demonic. It's not that they're, 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 they're devil worshipers. It's just they think like the world. That's where their world is. And they're sharing with you their world. And their world is natural, carnal. And you can't go there. It's not true. It's not true. It, it may be true for them in that day, but it's not true for you and me. So we have to, we have to close our ear to the stranger. He said, I have come that you might have life. And that you might have it to the full. We talked about it Sunday morning, yesterday, uh, the other day, that, uh, that it takes all of their life to live their life. Well, frankly, without Jesus, it would take all of your life to live your life. Now, you could break loose of it with being, a mo being motivated and listening to things and, and getting yourself stirred up or having a, a, big, a big motivation to, to, to do things. But still... I tell you, you'd think, you'd think rich people would be sitting by the pool, not having a thought, but they're more nervous than, because they got to build a wall around it. And they're always afraid somebody's going to break in because they've made that money, that made that lifestyle their, their whole sustenance. And they have, to, they have to use their own power to protect it or their life is over. It is their life. Well, Jesus is our life. And so we just, we just cast our care upon him. And the word says he cares for us. So I'm going to ask you a question before we go. Because we might talk about it another time. What do you meditate? And I don't mean, what do you think about? What do you dream about? What do you imagine? That is the level that you believe or that you, how, how can we say it? What things he shall have whatsoever he saith. Whatever we dream and meditate, that's what we're going to have. That's what we're meditating because that's what we've said. That's what we believe. That's what we've hoped for. But he said that's the least. That's where you start. He said ah, exceeding abundantly above your dreams, your imaginations. Y'all hear? This is a bite, but it's just really, it's just gospel 101. This, this isn't the deep secrets of the, of the hidden orb of the, the, <laughs> of the inner sanctum. It's just like, this is just in the Bible. This is just Mark eleven twenty three 23 and Ephesians three twenty and John 10, 10. That's all this is. Anybody could go look it up and say, you know, that's right.
The works I do shall ye do, and greater works than I do, because I go to the Father. Well, that just means Holy Spirit got left here without him. And he's, he, he, he's not limited to one place at one time. Jesus was in one place at one time. But Holy Ghost is wherever we are. <laughs> so if you go to Belgium, he, he's, he's, he's in Belgium. <laughs> so yay, yay, yay. We're going to think higher. We're going to imagine higher. We're going to dream better. I'm dreaming better. What if you went to heaven? What if you went to heaven? And we shall. And you got over there and the Lord just, and he won't, because there's no disappointment over there. There's no condemnation. But what if he just in the sense of uh, assessing us went, I had so much for you. I worked on this plan before I even made the world. Even before I put the planet into orbit, I had this plan for you, Michael Ray. And you wouldn't even think about anything that you hadn't already experienced or heard about or that was just in your culture or tradition. You thought about that, and I did exceeding abundantly above that. But even then, that wasn't any higher than what some people were imagining on their own. He, he would say, he would say, and I don't say that he will, I had more for you than you even got to thinking about. And I'm not saying it's scary, but it's a challenge. Giddy up, Michael. Giddy up. You, you, you've been thinking small in a small place. We say that we'll have everything in Tuscaloosa of any church that has anything in Dallas or Atlanta or anything. If they have it, we have it. We are not going to obey God and live in Tuscaloosa and do without and do with less. You can be rich here if you can be rich anywhere. You can be a healer here if you can be a healer anywhere. A locale is not it. It's as a man thinks in his heart. Amen. Amen. So God bless you. We thank you for tuning in this evening. We'll be here Sunday morning. We'd like you to join us.